Hello, amazing souls, and welcome back to the Soul on Fire podcast, the Balanced Blonde podcast. I usually say the Balanced Blonde podcast, Soul on Fire, but I think I just wanted to start with Soul on Fire today because Soul on Fire is exactly what this is. We're setting your souls on fire. My souls are totally set on fire by today's guests, Jessie Delo and Tara Solati, the beautiful, beautiful women of How You Glow. You guys will laugh at me when I introduce them because I called Jessie by her maiden name and I just was like, oh my God, I've never introduced two people at once before. But of course, these women are like the most sweet down to earth humans on planet earth. So they were just like, Jordan, you did great. And talking to them actually made me feel more grounded. It's sort of like after I did my Panchakarma, I was in search of all of these very grounding people and grounding activities like yoga and meditation and people who really are just easy to be around and kind and supportive and really set my soul on fire versus having people in my life and doing activities that are just strenuous and a lot of work to keep up with, that kind of thing. Jesse and Tara are so grounded, so down to earth. Seriously, them walking into my apartment is like two ethereal goddesses walking around in their flowy dresses being like, hey, everybody's just positive and everything's amazing because that's the way that they choose to see the world. And it's really refreshing as you will see when we dive into the episode. And if we're talking about Ayurveda, Panchakarma, all that kind of stuff, I feel like they're both very Pitta Kapha where I'm very Vata, Vata Pitta. Uh, They're both just so grounded and like in tune with the universe and the earth. They're probably the only bloggers who I've ever heard say, we're not type A at all. We're really laid back in the opposite of type A, which is refreshing because as a blogger myself and knowing a lot of amazing bloggers, a lot of us are type A. We're OCD. We're all over the place. And they're not. So they don't try to pump out content for how you glow. They really just let things unfold organically. They both travel the world and they document that on how you glow. They share healthy restaurants and recipes around LA. And they're pretty much just go-to women for being a force in the wellness space. They're wellness queens. They're amazing. Um, How You Glow is an online platform. And they also interview a lot of people uh, for a series called How They Glow, which you guys can check out their website because soon my How They Glow feature, How She Glows, is going to be live. And I'm so excited. So basically just stoked to have Jesse and Tara here. We've been friends for a couple of years. Um, and as you know, now from listening to the Soul on Fire podcast, I just like to bring down to earth awesome people together and I like to introduce them to you guys because I think the world needs a lot more of that. Oh, we even talk about politics. It is like the one and only time that you will ever hear me talking about politics. So get excited because that's hilarious because I am not one to discuss politics out in the open because... You know, because a lot of reasons, but you'll hear, we talk about it. So yeah, I think by the time you guys are listening to this, I'll be back from Bora Bora. So come hang out, come hang out on all the different platforms and we'll have a lot of fun and welcome the How You Glow ladies to our Balance Bond tribe. Love you guys. Alright guys, I am so excited to introduce my guest for today's Soul on Fire podcast. We have the ladies of How You Glow, the most awesome wellness-focused website and brand and company, and they just do the most incredible things. So I can't wait to dive in and talk to them all about it. We have Jessie Groveman, who is not Jessie Groveman anymore. She's Jessie Delo. Oh my gosh, recently married. We'll talk all about that. And we have Tara and they're both going to introduce themselves and tell you a little bit more about each of them, each of themselves. (laughs) I haven't introduced two people at once yet. Bear with me. You did great. Um, I am Jessie Delo. What can I tell you? I am half of How You Glow with Tara. I am an art therapist and a yoga teacher. I live in Santa Monica, Venice area. I'm from New York and yeah, 
I'm very excited to be here. Yay. Hi, guys. I'm Tara Solati, and I'm the other half of How You Glow with Jesse. Uh, we've been doing officially How You Glow for three years now. We just had our third birthday, which is awesome and exciting. Um, I'm a natural food chef and um, a holistic nutritionist. And How You Glow is just one of the ways that we combine you know, our talents and share that with the world. So awesome. And they are both so amazing. I'm so happy to have them here. They've both become friends of mine over the last couple of years, just being in the wellness community. We would always run into each other at events and be at the same things. And finally, it was just this collective, like we have got to be friends. Like we have got to just start hanging out and do stuff together because there's just too much synergy happening. They're both so awesome. And as I've told both of them, many, many times. I think it's so cool when you start something with a friend and then you have this business partner who's your friend and you're co-creating something that you're both excited about. And I can't hardly imagine what that's like just because my blog has been such a one-person show this whole entire time. And I always think how fun to do something with a friend. So I guess my first question for the both of you is how did you meet? Because If I'm correct, you guys met and you kind of not long after decided to do this together. Is that correct? Correct. So tell me the story. Okay, I'll start. This is Jesse. So Tara and I were introduced by a mutual friend, uh, our friends, the Arlux sisters. And they, I guess they just knowing both of us and knowing both of our interests and also our obsession with food decided that we had to meet. And so Tara and I were set up kind of on a blind date and we had dinner. We actually, yeah, we had dinner at their their mom's house and um, so we met and then we linked up and started hanging out and like cooking. Tara was, would like teach me how to cook or bring me prone nuts. And then I was like, okay, this is, this is going well. And then I taught her yoga and it kind of just happened actually. It wasn't even like a decision. It's just one of those things that we were like, okay, we're just going to do something together. And we blinked literally, I feel like, and how you glow is created in about a week. And it's the type of thing that just evolved so organically and was so affirmed in every way that it felt so seamless. It was, yeah, it was very cool because initially we wanted to create a space Um, a wellness space where we could have yoga, food, shop, um, a light, bright, beautiful white space. We like had all this imagery and we're like, okay, this seems like a very lofty endeavor in in the sense of like economics. And we didn't really have that. We're really young, obviously. So we're like, let's create a space online um, and that could reach so many more people. And we have flexibility to, you know, meet different people and go different places. And that's kind of how it started. I love that. I didn't know that. And that's crazy because I don't know if we've ever talked about this. We probably have at some point that my dream for a long time was like a wellness center kind of thing, very similar to what you're describing, which doesn't surprise me because I think for the three of us, that would be like a dream location. Like if that exists, It's surprising that it doesn't exist in a city like LA. And that's like, that's the, like, I feel like there's still room for that to happen down the line. I mean, it's always been something on our mind. We always wanted to do that eventually. But we're like, let's start it online first. (laughs) I think if anybody could do it well, it would be the two of you. The vision is still there. It's just, it's it's been so nice just having the freedom, like Tara said, just the freedom to not be tied down to a space because you can cover so much more ground. And we love to travel. And I feel like travel has been a huge focus for our site. Yes. And it's just led by our interests. So in some ways, it's been so nice that we didn't do a brick and mortar space and we just are able to kind of create a space um, in the world. Definitely. I agree. It's, I think frequently about the same type of thing because I too, everything's online, my whole business platform. And sometimes that can be kind of weird because I really crave that person to person connection. And especially with like readers and 
that kind of thing. So I've had so many lofty ideas as well of, do I want a yoga studio? Do I want like a balanced blonde space where people can come and connect and a wellness cafe and all that kind of stuff. But brick and mortar terrifies me. And I don't know if that's just because we're young and we're so used to having this freedom to roll with the wind kind of thing. So... It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, a lot of people like warned us against it in some mm-hmm. ways, like mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's limiting, like and it's and it's something that you can't shut mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. ever, you know. So, That's true. Mm-hmm. and it's a huge investment, huge, yeah, a lot of overhead. And mm-hmm. the cool thing about having a site is it's basically you can choose when and how you invest in it. You don't have this like overhead sitting exactly weighing on you which is really nice. I know. That's true. Wow. That's so cool. Well, I love that the idea is still out in the open because (laughs) it could be a great next step for you guys down the line because there's clearly a lot in the works right now that you're working on. Jessie's pregnant. She's Mm, glowing, beautiful, pregnant. So so exciting. And I mean, beyond that, there's a lot going on with how you glow. I feel like every time I turn around, it's an event or a retreat or a vacation or um, just like beautiful new content, which is all so cool. Yes. That's so nice. Yeah. Well, again, it just sort of, it focuses on what we're doing in our lives. And that's what's so nice about it. It's always changing. It's always evolving, just like we evolve and our audience evolves too. For sure. So a question I have for both of you, because the aesthetic of how you glow is so you, so both of you, it's so mm-hmm. on point. It's like, it's it's never wavers from like what you expect from how you glow. And I'll let you guys describe it instead of me describing it, but describe first to people like what that aesthetic is to both of you and how you brought it to life with your brand. It's cool that to hear you say like what you think because it's just literally a true extension of who Jesse and I are, which I guess if I had to think about it would be, you know, light and bright. And we really do try to surround ourselves with things that make us feel good. And that's a really big part of the site. And it forces us in a really good way to constantly seek out those things. So the aesthetic, I would say, would be, you know, very clean and bright light and goodness. Yeah, hopefully inspiring. And I think it is great that you you notice it because everything that we have on the site, we never pull content from someone else. Like we never take someone else's photos. We always do them ourselves. We um, always write our own articles unless we're like featuring someone else's article, but anything that's written, Tar and I have written it. So, and everything we've written about, we've experienced personally. So the aesthetic goes beyond just like what you see, but also the taste in which we... Curate. Yeah, curate it. So we we try to really keep it in line with what we love and we want to share. Well, that definitely comes across. And I love to hear that because I'm similar in the sense that... I don't repost things. If I repost anything, it's like a quote that I love that has like a white background and really small black font. That would be it. I did that yesterday. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't. And people are always suggesting to me, people who are also in the same space as all of us, like just get your articles written by somebody else. It'll save you so much time. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. Never. That's like, that's the bread and butter of what I love to do. And it's cool to hear that you guys feel that way too. And we produce less content because of it, but hopefully people find that the content that we do have up is very thoughtful and well curated. And that's better than just pumping out, you know, Mm -hmm. an article. I never wanted to be one of those sites that just like pumped out a lot of stuff because, you know, you lose the quality and we really truly meet with every person that we feature and like kind of vet it from our point of view. And part of that is selfish because the people that we are featuring or the experiences we really want to experience or meet, you know, that's why we're doing it. So we're not just, you know, it's not like, oh, I have to go do that. It's like, we're so excited to do it. Yeah. Well, I don't see that as selfish. I see that as like blending a career path with your passion. It's the same way that I feel like 
people are like, thank you so much for interviewing such awesome people on your podcast and allowing us to listen. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm just getting together people who inspire me, who I want to learn more from and talking to them. And what a cool thing. And that's what you guys do as well. That was the desire behind How You Glow, for sure. That's so cool. Yeah, a big part of our site is featuring other people. It's the How They Glow Mm -hmm. section. So we send them like an awesome questionnaire and we meet with them, go to their kitchen, go to their bathrooms and see what products they use and kind of get like a little voyeuristic insight into someone's glow. And that's a big part of the site. Like you can see tons of different features on people that you might never have heard of to like someone like Mandy Moore, you know, kind of. It's like a very broad range of people that we personally think are interesting and, you know, someone that we'd want to get an inside view of. It's cool. Yeah, I've I've seen those, how they glow and it looks awesome. We have to do one on you, obviously. Yeah. Long overdue. I know. That's been in the making for a long time. I would say probably... Well, we're here and there's yeah. a photographer coming. Yeah, so, so we're going to do it. I would probably put that on me as to why that hasn't <laughs> happened yet because I went through a period of time where I when I was writing my book where every opportunity like that, I was just like, I can't, I can't because I just felt like I couldn't. And it's so nice to be in a different position now where I can do. I mean, I think I also when just the learned. Time right, you know? Right. But I learned along the way, like I was saying no to tons of opportunities that were really awesome opportunities, even to just to like mm-hmm. meet people, yeah. fun opportunities. So I think I've really shifted the way that... I kind of like perceive my whole business and spending time. Right. Because you never know what can come from an introduction. You think of it as like maybe steering you like in a distracted way, but it actually could open up. Right. That's kind of, I know that's what I've learned over time. I think when you're really like working in alignment with people who, um, who are so aligned with what you're doing, it's, it's never like a one-off situation and maybe it is and that's fine too. It's it's not like it was a waste of time, but it's so nice to fill your time with people who you're going to see again and again and do amazing things with. And especially when you're working alone, it's nice to push yourself to go For collaborate sure. and to go meet up because that stretches you too. Exactly. Yeah. And kind of like we were just saying, like there's that balance between like working all the time and being home and doing that and then overextending. Like I was telling you guys, I have been so excited by my new teaching yoga endeavors that I've like totally gotten overzealous and like committed to tons of things. And now I'm never alone. And I actually really crave that time. So I think it's it's kind of about finding a balance, which brings me to my next question of, of course, since this is the Balanced Blonde podcast, how do both of you find balance? Because I think the answer to that question is going to be really interesting to people listening because you're both, you both just radiate so much balance and glow and happiness. So I'm excited to hear the answers to this. Well, I think balance comes from truly loving what you do and feeling like, you're not draining yourself by doing your work and also having a really cozy, fulfilling home life that fills you up with really good feelings that if you maybe have a job that's not ideal, it's not your passion, you don't have the luxury of, you know, because it is sometimes a luxury to just be an entrepreneur and start your own business. And um, at least like you're, you're weaving really good feelings into your day somehow. Um, I... I feel that yoga, you know, I don't know if you can relate, but I think yoga is like the ultimate balancing tool. I think every time that I practice yoga, I'm like, okay, this is literally medicine. Like I feel so much better and it only adds value to my life and only adds good feelings. Um, I think eating delicious food and filling yourself up with pleasure and looking at every opportunity as like, every moment as an opportunity for feeling good. Like you can really feel good throughout your whole day if you observe and you look around and you try to notice the the positive things around you and lots of sleep and love. <laughs> yeah. You know, something that was hard for me in the beginning of starting How You Glow was learning how to turn it off. I mean, Jesse and I spoke from the second we woke up to the second we went to sleep And it was, you know, a really, really crazy thing. We were building something as much as it felt like we 
you know, blinked and something came up. We were working really, really hard. Um, so there was definitely not a balance in the beginning, um, but we learned how to, you know, the process of creating, you know, gathering content for ourselves and then learning how to disperse that over time. And I think that really allowed us to kind of take a deep breath and learn that, you know, things are going to be okay if we don't answer in one second. And so that is definitely something I learned over time in terms of the work balance, life balance, I would say, you know, learning how to disconnect like physically and emotionally in a sense like doing yoga, um, having a meditation practice, gathering things and objects that, you know, make you feel good for me. It's crystals. Um, and having alone time with myself, I think is really important. I like to do a bookend routine every morning and night where I kind of check in with myself. Usually it's like when I'm brushing my teeth or, you know, my morning routine. And I like to keep myself accountable to any thoughts I have. And by checking in with yourself in the morning and night, you get to track your progress, which is kind of cool. It's like you can go through life sometimes not thinking about things and kind of going through the routine. But for me personally, I need to like kind of like take a step back and think about, okay, am I reaching my goals? Am I staying on track? And that's a nice way to do it for me. I think also not checking the phone like before bed and when you wake up is really nice. Like I I don't have, unfortunately, I don't have a side table next to where I sleep. It's just I'm against a wall and my husband has the table, but it's actually really good for me because I don't have access to my phone. So no matter what, I can't, like I literally put my phone down the second I go to go to sleep and I don't have, I can't check it. I have no idea what's going on. And sometimes I leave it downstairs and I think it's, very, very helpful for balance. I really do. That is such a good tip to add on. I try, I think people who listen to this podcast regularly know that I try to do the digital detox in the morning and at night. I was very into it post Panchakarma. I was like an advocate for it. And it's very hard for me. I will say it's just so hard because you check your phone for one purpose, which might be an innocent purpose, text back your mom or boyfriend. And then next thing you know, you're deep in emails and Instagram and Instagram direct messages and Snapchat and perhaps seeing a stressful email right before bed. And for me, that's that's the end. Creeps into your subconscious, into your dreams. And Mm -hmm. then you don't even have good, nice dreams. You have like these stressful, chaotic dreams and that's robbing yourself of like You're right. a whole experience. I know. It actually like seeps into our parasympathetic nervous system and is just there. And that's something I've learned lately at Yoga Works. Even just like, I mean, you know this from, from yoga is like if you're sitting on a blanket, even in like a restorative yoga class that's not folded the way that it should be or folded evenly, your nervous system knows. And even though you might think you're totally like comfortable still, it's not the same type of balance that you're walking out with. And you can't be a perfectionist about that stuff all the time. But if you can actually consciously make decisions, like I'm not going to check my phone before I go to sleep. And when I wake up and I'm going to check in with myself, those are such good things to do because it affects more than just the outer layer. Totally. Especially with these days with social media and politics and like a lot of very, very like upsetting and saddening Mm. stuff. It's just like, as much as you want to be informed, there's a certain point where it's not helping, you know, Mm -hmm. before bed. Like it's not going to do any good to just read all of this right before you go to bed and just sit with all this heaviness. You know, so I think that like, it's a rat hole, you know, you like can't even open it up if you know that you're trying to relax. Definitely. It's hard though. I definitely have a difficulty with that because there is so much going on in the world. Like I I have a battle. Like I'm like, I don't want to know anything, but I really want to know everything. And I think it's been a little bit difficult. So I've kind of been giving myself like, okay, for 20 minutes, I'll dig deep and like read these articles and that articles. But I have to like totally counterbalance it. I put on like kundalini music and like chill out Mm -hmm. because 
as much as we don't know how much it's affecting us, it is. And we need to like give our brain that like calm. Yeah, and really focusing think on important. positive things too. Finding like just as much as there's so many scary things that we can, you know, dive into, we can also see like, okay, and then there's a lot of like amazing things going on in our personal lives and not let it just like tear you down. Yes, I couldn't agree more. It's so nice to hear that perspective from both of you because I always hesitate to say this because I don't want to like, be controversial and have people angry with me um, politically. But sometimes I actually really like to be less informed because I feel like my contribution to the world is to to be positive in the face of whatever is happening. So of course, I want to be informed about larger issues, but I don't want to be informed about like the minute to minute political news because to me, it just, it affects me on like an energetic level and it brings me down. And then I feel like I can't actually be like energetically positive to counterbalance the negativity. So, I mean, I like joke with my friends and family, like, no, I'm uninformed. Like I can't talk about it. You're the bright light. You're the, you're the source of light. And yeah, you don't want to dull it in that moment. And Maybe it's one day a week, like catching up on the, exactly. the grief of everything. And I, I, of course, enjoy like being informed because it's it's hard to be the one person who's like, wait, what? I didn't know that that happened because it just seems silly. So it's with everything, just finding a balance. Yeah, and I think this is the hardest balance right now for a for lot sure. of people I know. Just figuring out how to like stay informed and not be super depressed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that because... I don't talk about that very much because I don't, it's not easy to say like, hey, I choose to be like a little bit less informed. And it's okay sometimes to take a break from it. And mm-hmm. that's like, you know, it's, it's not anyone else's place to judge what you, you know, what you're choosing to consume. 100%. And it's something too that we talk a lot about in yoga and having just finished my 300 hour training. Like, yeah, so exciting. It's something that we've talked about just because of what's been going on, like politically during my whole training as a teacher, like in that type of space, what do you say? Like, do you bring it up or do you just have this space where you, where you don't bring up politics and Everybody thinks something different, of course, but I think I go to yoga to get away from everything, like whatever is going on in my life, in the world. So I feel like to bring that kind of stuff up, that's not the kind of like class. I completely agree with you. And I think personally, it's too much when the teachers like unload their opinion on you. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't go to yoga for that. Like you're looking for just to be with yourself, to be with your own thoughts. And I don't like too much personal information from my teachers anyways. It's just like, it's like a therapist. It's like, do you go to your therapist to hear like what's, what they've been struggling with? Like not really. Yeah, no. no, you yeah, can. I mean, even on how you go, like we don't take a stance. I don't think we do at least. We just try to convey positivity because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that, you know, are struggling and are upset. Um, and there's a lot of people who are really happy and we just want to create a positive light on whatever it is. And I feel like you relate to that too. You know, it's like people come to us because they want to feel good and inspired and maybe they're not feeling down about themselves. And that's kind of like what we want to put out there. Right. Like, yeah, we will just add like a positive quote to like help people. We would never be like, you know, this, uh, you know, like it's just, that's not our vibe. No, it's not our vibe Mm -hmm. in life. And, um, outside yeah, yeah like we would never it just it doesn't help it anything, doesn't help it's not know? productive all you can do is be the best you and try to spread positivity and yeah and try to obviously take action if you're inspired to do so exactly yeah let every choice be an inspired choice don't just mm-hmm. do something just because you feel like you have to or because you feel like you should say something yeah it's good. I'm glad that we're talking about this mm-hmm. because I, I can imagine if anybody listening feels the way that I have been feeling, mm-hmm. it's like this constant struggle between mm-hmm. like, should I be saying more? No, like you don't have right. to. You can do yeah, and things I think in it's your a own breath way. of fresh air sometimes to mm-hmm. like not focus on. For sure. That. Yeah, but I think it's also important to be mindful and sensitive to, to the fact that other people are going to be upset. Yeah. So... 
you just have, there's a fine balance, you know? It's like, obviously be you, but like, take it down a few notches, maybe I would say, but you know, be you no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Just coming that in makes with sense. awareness. Yeah. Just, yes. Yeah. Being mindful that everybody is coming from like such a different place. So of course they have a different reaction. That makes a lot of sense. Well, we could talk about that all day. We'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on from that for now. Um, so your site is very wellness focused in so many of the best kind of ways. So I'm curious to hear what are both of your health journeys? Were you always very into wellness or did you find wellness for a specific reason? I don't think I know the answer to either of these questions for you guys. So I'm excited. I can start. Yeah. So I... Um have Crohn's disease. I don't know if everybody knows what that is, but um, it's an autoimmune disease that affects your digestive tract. And I was diagnosed when I was about 14. By 16, 17, I started getting into reading about vegan diets and about how food is as medicine. And I kind of wanted to learn how to heal myself I was on some medications and I was just confused and I didn't really understand how the medicines could be more powerful than the food that I actually put in my body. Um, so after college, I went to the Natural Gourmet Institute in New York City, which is this amazing, amazing, amazing vegetarian cooking school that kind of as more, it's more of a educational school in terms of health versus being a cooking school. Like you learn about cooking basics, but it kind of really, truly taught me about the connection of food, mind, body. And from then on, I went to um, IIN, which is the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and learned to become a holistic health coach. And then after that, all throughout my life, I've been very, very obsessed with food. So I started a food blog out of, after I finished my coaching program, and, you know, highlighting the best foods around LA, but also putting in my nutrition knowledge. And that's around the time that I met Jesse. So what was your blog? It's called The Tara List. So- I know I like still backlogged far away. I mean, you can probably find them, but I would, it was, it was fun. I would do like lists of like the best salads in LA or like the best burgers or different lists of things. It was really fun. Yeah. You guys should bring that back to how you glow. I know. I have all the always. Yeah. We always want to do like, we always talk about doing literally exactly that. It's so funny. It's just a matter of us doing it. Yeah. That'd be cool. No, that'd be cool. Like our highlights. And then we could ask other people their list and it could be like the Jordan list. And yeah, that'd be really cute. It's cute. Match what you're doing before. For sure. I like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. So my wellness journey, I grew up in uh, Westchester, New York, and my mom is a chef. So I wouldn't say it was very wellness focused in my house. It was very food focused, very um, like nurturing food. So ribs, mac and cheese, pasta, biscuits, like really delicious, but not necessarily like the healthiest food, but we did grow up eating tons of vegetables and fruits and, um, you know, lots of garlic and just like really yummy, good, real whole foods. So I was always obsessed with food, um, and obsessed with goodness, I guess you could say. And then I went to college in Boulder and I discovered yoga loved, loved, loved yoga. I had never really experienced Shavasana before, like the feeling you get when you're just sort of totally transported. And then it hooked me and I was obsessed with it. And Boulder introduced me to hiking and nature. I'd never really been on a hike before, as we just said. Like I'd been in a pretty place and like walked around, but I'd never gone on a hike. And I was like, wow, like nature is so amazing. And I was an art major and a psychology major. So... I was very interested in both those things and couldn't really figure out how to combine them. And then I literally Googled art psychology and there was a field called art therapy. So when I was graduating, I applied to NYU, which had a program for it. And then I also applied for this yoga training. I mean, I didn't really apply. I signed up for this yoga training and I was like, okay, if I get into the art therapy school, um, it was NYU. Um, it'll be meant to be. If I don't get in, I'll just 
you know, be a yoga teacher. And so either way, I'll find my path. And I ended up luckily getting into NYU and did a master's program in the summer before I trained to be an art, uh, a yoga teacher at Kripalu in the Berkshires. And then it was awesome because as I was doing, you start at NYU, you start um, your work like immediately. So I was working in a treatment center like from day one and I would teach yoga along with art therapy and like really found the connection between the two and realized that they were such an amazing match, such an amazing pair together. They would relax people, it would open them up, it would sort of soften their inhibitions. And yeah, so that's what I specialize in, the yoga combined with art therapy. So cool. I just learned so much about both of you and the paths that brought you to where you are. That's amazing. So you still do art therapy on the side or not on the side. How You do them both. I teach yoga and I do art therapy Mm -hmm. and I do them together and also like separately. And you do how you glow. So you have a lot of things and you still do health coaching and... Not as much as I used to. I used to do a lot more health coaching and I was also a private chef for kind of like the first half of How You Glow, but then I kind of chose to invest more time in How You Glow. Yeah. I get that. It's hard not to when you have a brand that you're excited about. So it's an extension of us. So it was like spending hours and hours cooking versus putting more energy and building up How You Glow. And I was kind of with the latter. (laughs) Well, the cool thing is it's all so interconnected. It's not like you made this like massive career shift. You're kind of doing the same thing, just sharing with people. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. So this is something that the three of us have talked about before. And I love sharing this kind of thing with the people who listen. Because I'm always trying to bring together people who I think are really down to earth in the wellness and the blogging industries. And I think... The three of us are lucky to not only be that way, but to know a lot of people who are. And um, I think it's just so important to surround yourself with people who are down to earth, who are going to support you, who are positive about your endeavors. Um, so let's discuss how you both keep your inner circle of close people just like down to earth and inspirational because also living in LA and to anybody listening who lives in like a city life or something, you can come across a lot of people who might not be that way or might be competitive, maybe want to like tear you down instead of build you up. So what would be your tips for people for finding that? My tips would be that like attracts like. So it's as simple as be what you want to attract. So if you are a down to earth, like loyal, honest, you know, good, positive person, chances are you will also attract that. And, you know, not tolerating otherwise. So you have a choice always. It's like, do you feel good after you spend time with someone or do you feel less good than you did before? And just paying attention. And if you notice like several times that when you spend time with a certain person, it drains your energy or you just don't feel good or you don't feel like yourself. It's like, you don't have to do that. And that's a choice that we all have. And and valuing your worth enough to make a change. For sure. Yeah, I really, we both really believe in, you know, the law of attraction. And it's funny, I was talking to someone in the wellness community and she had a friend with her and the friend said how he kind of felt like a lot of people in the wellness community were competitive. And I was like, that's so weird. I don't feel that way at all. I was like, and I thought to myself, am I the weirdo? Like that I don't feel this way, but I don't know. I feel like when you put out good energy, like you can always kind of, I think everyone has good in them. And I think you can pull that out of people. And I personally don't choose to see the negatives. And I think when you do that, other people kind of rise up. And I think that's kind of, we all have that power in ourselves and I hope to like make other people feel that way, empowered to, you know, kind of rise up as well. So, you know, I don't know. I don't want to focus on on that mm-hmm. negative part of it, but I guess it exists. But I think if you kind of put yourself out there in a good way, like good things happen. And I think those people, if they are negative, they kind of just like fall away to the to the side. You know, it's like if you don't give them any negativity to latch on to, They'll, it doesn't exist. They'll yeah. probably not be interested or like, yeah. yeah, I feel like sometimes like people probably, 
if someone's really negative and they're not looking for a dose of positivity, they wouldn't gravitate towards Hayugla, you know? So <laughs> for, sure. for sure, they just, they wouldn't they'd they'd be, like, be like, who oh, are this they? This is so boring. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> people out there and that's chill. You know, so, and that's oh, fine. Sure. We like, we get it. It's just- It's not for everybody. And not, not nothing is for everybody, you know? That's the thing. You have to be yourself in this world. Yeah. Those are the best answers I've ever heard. I totally agree. And I try to live- life the same way. I mean, just to, if you see the good in everybody and you're just putting your positive vibes out there, it's kind of hard to get a lot of negativity in return because you just wouldn't even attract those people. You just wouldn't even be in the same like vicinity. Yeah. And sometimes I get like a little bit of, of shock when I spend time in like a different crowd and I like, it's like an assault to my senses really when I feel like a lot of negativity, which there definitely is in like different crowds. I just am not around that crowd because it's not, it's not my wavelength. But when it's around you, you're like, whoa, like this really exists out there and happy to not be spreading that. It's funny. <laughs> it's like I was in fashion before this uh, years ago and that's a pretty negative crowd. Just like it's a known thing. And it's funny. I always say it's because no one's eating. Like, sure. <laughs> but people in wellness are taking care of themselves and eating delicious foods, and that nourishes your soul and like brings out positivity. Mm-hmm. You know, definitely. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. And what you said about it being an assault to your system when you when you're like around a crowd that's not like that, it's crazy. And I think we're so lucky that we've found this way to immerse ourselves in wellness because. I might have asked the question a little bit differently than I meant it, but I think the wellness community is very supportive and inspirational, but it's like the overarching sometimes blogging community that's that can be very competitive. And I also don't see it very much. Like when people ask me about it, I'm like, oh my God, no, everybody's so nice. Like I, this is where I've made so well, many of my you're friends. you're so nice. It's like you obviously attract yeah. the people who aren't competitive. For sure. But if, I, you know, if you weren't that way and you were a competitive person, then you'd be attracting them. But I yeah. see it. Yeah. I definitely uh-huh. see it. Yeah. Just from... Also, partially it's because Jess and I have each other. Like we're, we have like a we're partner. We're kind of blocked from yeah, it. Yeah. We're a little bit blocked from are. it for sure. Yeah. Because when you're a one person like right. me, which luckily I have my assistant, Christina, who I've turned into like... My, a duo so that I can be blocked from it too. Like, uh-huh. so I'm like, can you see this? What this person is right. saying to us or to me? And she's like, yeah, you're right. Like, this is not right that they're treating you that right. way. And it's helpful to have a second pair of eyes because when it's just you or when it was just me for almost mm-hmm. four years, you're not blocked by anybody. Right. Like, you can eventually learn to make decisions that help block it from you. But it's still hard. I mean, right, and choosing not to take it personally for sure. It's not about you. you know, no, it's all. not. It's not. But when you care about something so much, like your brand and or yeah. whatever it be, like a podcast or a book or a website mm-hmm. or all of it, mm-hmm. then you don't want to be mistreated about mm-hmm. it. And it is hard. So that's good, though. What you just mm-hmm. said, because one of my next questions is, what have you guys learned in terms of creating a business? Because you both will, I think. It, it seems from the outside, at least, that even from challenges or whatever challenges have come your way, you're both like extremely stable, even keeled people. So what have you, what have you learned? Was there any like anything crazy in the beginning that you wouldn't do again kind of thing? Like Tara kind of touched on this before, but that it's not the end of the world if like something doesn't come together. You know, if like we don't put a post up one day, like we both are very chill people, I would say. We have, we're not type A, you know? So we run our business very much from a... Organic. Yeah, organic. Yeah. I would say very feminine perspective. Yes, very like feminine we're very relaxed. Energy. It flows and it's honestly worked for us. And we don't force things. If things don't come together, we're like, maybe this is not the right project. Maybe this will come back another time. We're really open to things shifting and changing and really malleable which I think is good. Yeah. And we really, really believe in staying true to what we truthfully like. And we really, as Jesse said, it really informs the progress of the site. And I think that's been our strength because 
because we're genuinely enjoying all the things, it really comes across. Mm -hmm. And the coolest part ever is that we get to affect someone's life because of a suggestion or a song or someone we featured. And it's really awesome in ways that like sometimes Jesse and I don't even know. And then someone will randomly be like, oh yeah, I saw that on your site and X, Y, Z. And it's just, it's really cool. Very cool. That is, that is really cool. Yeah. In terms of advice for other people, I would say set goals. I think every time that we've had some real success, it's because we've had like specific goals that we've set out for and they come true, you know, like... Especially when you write them down. Yeah, we manifest them. So as much as just nice to be open to whenever it's happening and not being super rigid about it, like if you actually take the time to set intentions and set goals, I think that and continuously do it, we're actually probably due to do it again soon. But I think that actually is the most powerful thing. 100%. I can totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. And same with my business. Every time I've had goals that I've Mm -hmm. legitimately written down, Mm -hmm. or not just business, but also life, like Mm -hmm. could have have never possibly been more clear (laughs) on my intentions for this year, like leading up to 2017, because I knew that I had to be, because I just was had so much going on with the yoga training and everything else that if I knew if I didn't get clear at the new year, then I Mm -hmm. would just never get clear for the year. So I did. I spent weeks just like writing and writing and writing and quotes and intentions. And it's insane how quickly they manifest when when you work on them and when you put them out there. Yeah. And when you're in alignment, then they really come together. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would say within, I mean, this is so crazy and people listening are going to think I'm like really into the supernatural <laughs> or something, but it was within 24 hours of of the new year yeah. that like things the whole place. list, it was just there. And wow. it's not like my intentions were like insane. It was right. just like overarching feelings and right. things and mainly just yeah. based off of like love and self-care. Mm-hmm. And it's just weird. It's really, it's really yeah. cool. I know. I always keep my list that I write because it like really freaks me out. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, I'm, I feel like a witch sometimes. I'm like, careful what you wish for. I know, right? But yeah. that's what happens when you're really in alignment yeah. and when you're putting like positive energy into the universe and mm-hmm. energy that's like so, so in alignment with what you want. Um, it can't possibly not work out for you. And I try to alternate between like, advising people in those terms and also giving like really practical, tactical advice for for people who are not quite as maybe spiritual or Mm -hmm. energetically in tune as I think we have all Mm -hmm. grown to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but it's, that's a big part of it. And I think it just comes along with knowing what you love and then pursuing what you love got to be in tune. I think also believing that you are actually capable of accomplishing or achieving or bringing that into your life because writing it down and everyone, you know, you write it in as if it's already happening. Like I am married. I, you know, it's very much like in the current present state. That's how you set an intention. And it's believing that you're actually like, you're, you're like telling your cells that that is happening. And so it's programming you to be able to step into that visualization, which is the powerful part. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful thing to do. I think everybody listening should just take this conversation as an exercise <laughs> to write some intentions because it has definitely worked for the three yeah. of us. And I mean, it's almost a new month, right? Yeah, or by the time almost February. February. Isn't that, it's a perfect time to yeah. write down your intentions the beginning of every month. It is. You know, have a little like, nice ceremony with yourself and light some candles or whatever it is, go out into nature um, and write down, write down your intentions. Yeah. Write it all down and then put it away and don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they can't be stressed over. That's not what they're for. They're meant to just be a guide. It's like a journaling exercise. If Mm -hmm. nothing else, you just get clear about what you want, Mm -hmm. which is important. And it brings it into your vision Mm -hmm. so that if it appears, you can maybe recognize it more likely. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's like letting go of the doubt and Mm -hmm. so much good stuff. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So we still have time for some more questions. I'm just going to keep firing them your way. 
So you've both done a lot of really awesome travel over the last, even just last year, but I mean a lot. So, so this is a twofold question. What was your favorite place that you went in the, within the last year? You guys have been to some awesome places. And what's on the horizon travel-wise? There's been so many amazing places. I feel you like don't have I've, to choose just one. I feel like I've checked so many places off of my bucket list that I've always wanted to go. Um, but I would say Bali was amazing. We did a retreat. Hayuglo did a retreat in Bali and I'd always wanted to go there. And that was really such a very spiritual and very inspiring, gorgeous, gorgeous place. Um, I want to go back. And I also went this year to um, Tokyo. I'd never been to Japan and had been dying to go. And that's that was probably my favorite trip because I got engaged on that trip. So that was like cherry blossoms, the whole, you know, just a most amazing thing. And we're actually going back to Japan to explore more of it for our baby moon in a couple of months. Actually, yeah, in like six weeks. Oh my God, that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, I'm so excited. So that's on the horizon for that's, you. That's, that's what's on big, the horizon. Wait, yeah. baby moon. Say yeah. more about that. So, I mean, that's like, the term people use these days, but basically you can't travel when you're, or you're not advised not to travel when you're in your third trimester. That's basically like the last three months. So I'm in the second trimester now. It's crazy how fast it goes. Like, I honestly cannot believe it. I really That's don't understand crazy it. Fast. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, <laughs> like I just found out you're pregnant. <laughs> I know. I feel like I just did too, but so basically it's just the time when it's safe to travel and we chose somewhere non-Zika. Mm-hmm. And it was a very special, meaningful place to us. And we wanted to explore Kyoto and some of the more remote places. So yeah, that's what we're doing. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited. So cool. So cool. So what about you? Bali, of course, was absolutely insane. And Japan is one of my favorite places in the whole world. It's a very special place. But I would say this past year, the coolest place I visited was Copenhagen. It's such a multicultural, incredible city, very focused around food. The chef community there is so awesome and friendly. And I feel like I have 10 chef friends there because I they come meet you at the restaurants and they literally become your friends and they ask you to go to bars at night. So cool. Scandinavia is just dope. It's so dope. Uh, it's like, I would say it's kind of like, a Western Japan in some ways. So that's why I really liked it. It's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I have some places on my list that you guys just mentioned that I that I want to check off this year. Let's just say some of them are on the intention list for sure. But that's how it happens. Absolutely. Literally. I had both of those places on my intention list. Yeah. Um, also, I would say Austin, Texas is super oh, cool. Yeah. Austin is... And I had never been and it's such a, it's an easy trip and it's... I feel like I could live there. It's so so cool. cool. Two people from my teacher training are moving there like in a couple months. Yeah, there's a lot of yoga there. It's such a fun place. It's It's really really great. And it's just getting better and better. Yeah. I want to go back this year. I did go last year. I had the best trip with my best friend and we just... We didn't even do anything like too crazy. We just went to amazing restaurants and bars and explored... I wanted to go to the flagship Whole Foods. We didn't go, so but cool. I've, I have been there. It's I really went when good. I was in college and then I went back with my best friend, Jillian. She was like, no, not, not on this trip. <laughs> it's so cool and it's so huge. Well, that's really amazing. Um, so I, I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, everybody who's like wellness and food related, what are your pantry must-haves? Mm. Rose jam. Mm. Always. Yes, must. Rose jam. I get it from the Persian market. Um, There's like rose petals in it. It's so amazing. I can buy some for you. Um, It's really good. Always almond butters. I love Solstice Canyon. Um, I'm obsessed with these things called core shots. You you can get... one of the first things we featured. Yeah, it was one of the first. We featured the founder. He's so awesome, yeah. Um, they're made in Malibu. They're these turmeric shots. I have them every single day. And they also make ginger ones that I love. And I just put them in hot water and have ginger tea. It's great. Always have like berries. I always refrigerate my nuts and granola um, because those things go rancid really easily. 
so many condiments. My fridge is literally like 90% condiments. <laughs> so many mustards and hot sauces and all that. Always, always, always chocolate. Always. I'm obsessed with chocolate, like any chocolate, but Justin's peanut butter mini cups are my absolute weakness. I like, there's this brand, it's called like Honey Me. You can get it at Air One and it's this coconut oil-based chocolate. It's insane. Life-changing. Get it it's so good. good. So, so good. Okay, so I have the same breakfast every single morning. Every basically almost every single morning, I make a smoothie with chia seeds, flax seeds, goji berry powder, a little bit of maca. Now I've been putting this collagen stuff in it. Vital protein. Yeah, yeah. I'm so into good. it. So good. Yeah, I, I'm obsessed. I, I mean, who knows day. what it's doing? But it right. No, it, it doesn't, doesn't taste I can like tell anything. You. I did a ton of research because really? I just got really interested because I actually felt like a lot better when I started using it all the time. Yeah. So then I wanted to do all the research huh. to figure out why. Wow. I'll it's hard you. to tell because I feel like there's so much going. Well, you on have in a lot of right changes now. happening. Yeah. So I just put it in the mix, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, almond milk, which I use the Califia. I guess it'd be better if I had made it myself, but it's a lot of I work. think if you're not making it, Califia is the good brand. Um, frozen banana, frozen berries, Greek yogurt, and that's all. And blend it up. And then I put juice granola on top, sliced bananas, dried cherries, goji berries, maybe some chopped up mango, you know. But it's so good. It's amazing. And then it also sounds beautiful. It, it sounds is like so it would beautiful. be the most photogenic. And it's like so breakfast. easy to do. And it like like makes my husband so happy. So it's like the cutest thing. Oh, make it for both of you. <laughs> yes, we have it. And he makes really amazing coffee, which our friends make called Canyon Coffee. I've heard of it. I haven't heard tried it. it. You have to, if you like coffee, you should drink Love it. coffee. Oh my God, much. it's so good. And they live around the corner from us. So how fun. It's really cool, you know, supporting them. Um, and then I always, oh, I also put avocado in it, in the smoothie. And I always have avocados. Always have, um, lately I'm so into oranges. It's like insane. It's like a very weird thing. I'm very- Is that a pregnancy craving or you just like I think it's like very, it's, it's convenient because it's like, or it's like citrus season. Uh So I don't know if it's, I tried it and I couldn't get enough. So maybe, yeah. Six a day. Yeah, same. And- in the beginning of the pregnancy, like the first trimester, when I was pretty sick, I'd wake up in the middle of the night every single night and have like three oranges in the middle of the night. And it was like my cure. It was so good. But now I'm obsessed with these. I don't know what they're called, but they're almost like a pomelo. Like they're like a yellow grapefruit, but they're not. They have a different name and they're like the most delicious citrus that I get from the farmer's market. I'll try to find out the name for you, but it's so good. Grapefruits, all that, that stuff. delicious. Yeah, melon. Yeah, I really like the um, Solstice Canyon chocolate almond butter. And I've been making this banana bread that I kind of weave it into. I swirl it in and it's like crack. It's the best thing in the entire world. That sounds heavenly. It's really, really good. Is the recipe on how you glow? No, but it should because honestly, it's so, you so, get so it good. Up there it's so good. I want to make that. And I yeah. bet a lot of people listening It's are very now, like, good. That sounds so good. And I want to tell um, Jess from Solstice Canyon that she should market this. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> I know. It's really, it's good really good. Recipe idea for that. You could put chocolate almond butter in anything and it would taste good. Oh I was dipping a chocolate bar in chocolate almond oh butter last God. night. I just couldn't get enough a chocolate. pretzel would be good in it. Yeah. Mm. So good. Those are mm. some good pantry staples. And I like that you guys <laughs> had different answers. Like like you had all those different <laughs> fruits and citruses and you have all the like the nut butters uh. and the nuts and the condiments. I, also, pine nuts, I think, are a really good one because if you toast them and put them in a salad, like any salad tastes really good. Totally. Yeah. Mm. Pine nuts are delicious. So I love them. So good. Yummy. I'm, my stomach is literally yeah. growling. I should I know. The mic I'm up hungry. <laughs> I know. Just to set the scene for people listening, it's like 5.15 p.m., which I haven't ever recorded a podcast at any time other than the morning. So this is fun. This is like totally different for me. <laughs> The sun was it's setting nice. on our faces. At the beginning, it was really cool, actually. I already know what I'm having for dinner. What are you going to have? You do? I'm going... I've been so excited about going to this place that I used to go to a lot called Joss in Beverly Hills. Oh my gosh. It's, so <laughs> it's this Chinese restaurant. And I, I'm a weirdo. Tara does this too. I literally sit on Yelp and I could go for like 
If no one stops me, I could go for like hours just looking at the photos of the food. <laughs> My husband thinks I'm a complete psycho. Like I'll just sit there and just scroll through and he's like, what are you doing? You're still doing this? That's but insane. I drool over it. I'm insane. Oh I'll drool. God. And so finally today, and I'm always like, want to go to Beverly Hills? He's like, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm having two friends meet me there tonight. And I'm so, so excited. So fun. Yeah. That's all I want. And I don't think my friends eat it. I don't care. I'm still ordering it just for me. Oh, please do. That sounds good. I'm going to have to yeah. try that place. Oh, it's so good. That so sounds good. delicious. For once in my life, I don't know what I'm having for dinner. This is very... The well, possibilities are endless. I know. I'm so excited that I'm on this part of time, town because I'm obsessed with a Votrasante oh. grilled vegetable wrap. And I used to get it oh. at least once a week. And I am so excited. I never get that. Oh, I know. So right I never I've never had, had it. Their hummus is so good. Huh. Food is I have had that. It's really good. Yeah. Well, since we're on the topic of healthy restaurants mm-hmm. and we have just a couple more minutes, what are some of your top restaurants in Los Angeles? Although we definitely just mentioned a couple. Inaka. Justa Bakery. Justa, yeah, Justa. Justa, I wouldn't call it the healthiest, but it's definitely the best. I find it healthy. Am I a freak? Well, I just think it's healthy food. It's like healthy fresh. in the same way my mom's food's healthy. I think that's <laughs> It's like, made with love. That's yeah, my standard too. I think that's too. very healthy. Yeah. That's my standard um, as well. Squirrel. I so find that good. healthy too. Oh my God, it's a crime. Go. It's so good. Let's go. Well, Let's she's go. opening. Jessica Kasla, the chef, is opening a restaurant, I think, on Barrington. It's oh. my ultimate yeah. food. Amazing. Yeah. Sycamore Kitchen has some of the best salads. Best Italian chopped salad. So delicious. Yeah. Erwan is like my, pretty much my nightly dinner. I I don't go to like vegan restaurants really or things like that. But I mean, I go to, I have a rotation. I go to Cha Cha Chicken because it's around the corner for me. And I I love it. I love that chicken. And I think that it's pretty healthy. (laughs) And then I like um, this Mexican spot on Abikini and I get really beautiful salad and this um, burrito bowl. I'm learning a lot from you guys. (laughs) We Because we all live in different neighborhoods. Yeah, and I'm true. a notorious stay in Where do you go? Kind of girl. I go, I have my rotation too. I, if I'm staying in Brentwood, I'm always at Katsuya Sushi Place. I'm a big sushi person. So I go to I Katsuya a lot. There's another place called Takao that's a sushi uh-huh, restaurant also. Oh yeah, you guys know Takao. Um, so those are two of my staples. I mean, I'm always at Whole Foods because it couldn't mm-hmm. be more convenient to where I live. Um, Sweet Green, now that that opened down the street, I've been there a lot. I've always been a Cafe Gratitude person, vegan or not vegan. I just really love their food. I love their balls. Have you been to Kai's on Montana? I love Kai's. I love Kai's. I like M Cafe too. Yeah, M Cafe though, kind of... It didn't close, but it, but it sort of did. Really? They they don't have hot food anymore and they are only open till three. So oh, that. that put a wrench in my routine oh. because I would literally walk there every single day and get the salmon curry ball. I love the bento box, the salmon bento box. Yeah, they still have that because they still have their mm-hmm. cold food. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are some of my favorites. I tried Honey High a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago in Echo Park. Um, I went there too. Yeah, that was like it's really good. out of my neighborhood element. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so fun. I really like it down there. Yeah. Um, I loved the food. I could have eaten. I, I want to go back and try everything on their menu. Yeah. Because they also had this pataya smoothie mm. that they were making for somebody else. It's called like, I think it's just called the pink and dream so pretty, or something. This. And they kept giving us samples because they kept making it. And we were sitting at the counter and... I fell in love with it. It's made with like all of this frozen coconut milk. So it kind of tastes yeah. like ice cream. It's super good. Yeah. yeah. So those are some favorites. I love Flake in Venice. They have oh, yeah, good Flake. acai bowls and really good breakfast burritos. Totally. Really yeah. Good. Venice is a fun place to explore food wise mm-hmm. because there's just like everything. Mm-hmm. Abbott Kinney. Um, every, yeah. All of it yeah. is so fun. I have a lot. Yay. Okay. So we'll round it out by basically, so you've both set your souls on fire with how you glow and so many other things. So if you had one ultimate soul on fire tip to people who are looking to set their souls on fire, it doesn't have to be like a career change. Um, I know soul on fire is like my lingo. So if you want me to elaborate, I can, but you guys know. 
connecting with yourself, I think is maybe for me personally, the ultimate way that I get my soul on fire or glow or whatever you want to call it. It's so special to like have a special relationship with yourself so that you make yourself the most vibrant, beautiful version to be able to share that to the world. And that attracts other vibrant, beautiful people. And I think that's kind of the goal. It's like we want to be with people that make us feel good. And you can only do that when you yourself feel good. So kind of setting your soul on fire is just finding those things that tick all your boxes and make you want to wake up in the morning and be the best version of you. Trying to really tune into what gives you pleasure on every level. So everything that brings you pleasure that you eat, the people that bring you pleasure, the experiences, the products, the rituals, and then also um, how you can challenge yourself every day. So I feel like it can be easy to sort of just get in a routine and, you know, we all, you know, know what makes us comfortable, but to push yourself out of it. And that's when you really set your soul on fire, I think is when you push yourself out of that comfort zone or you do something that scares you, you take a leap of faith, you know, and put yourself out there. So I think a combination of doing things that make you feel really good and then doing things that challenge you and push you to um, your limit, to your edge. Amazing answers. I love those. And it's true. And especially hearing you say to surround yourself with people who just make you feel so good. I mean, you both said that. You guys are both such those type of people. Like even, I mean, I was having a good day, but I was kind of like high strong when you first <laughs> both got here because it's I did too much today and was trying to take a shower and I thought I was going to be able to dry my hair. And of course, like typical Jordan, like I didn't have time for any of those things. So I was kind of like, ah, and the sun was setting and it was like really bright. And after this conversation with you guys, I feel so so much back to myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like calm again and just inspired. <laughs> and I hope everybody listening feels that way. I'm positive that they do after hearing everything that you guys said. Um, so yeah, I'm so happy to have had you guys here. And there's definitely a lot more on the radar for TBB plus HYG. For sure. We want to do an event together. Yeah. I have some ideas, especially now that as of this morning, I'll be teaching at Kinetic. Yes, I um, want to take your class. Here in Brentwood, three days a week. And it's a beautiful space, like probably the most beautiful yoga space I've come across in a while. The room itself. Like I can't wait to show you guys. So perhaps we could do something there on like a weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Do We'll talk about all the details, but everybody listening, stay tuned so you can come. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much. You're just the best. Yeah, you really are. You're the sweetest and you radiate a lot of positivity and glow. Thank you. You guys do too. So tell everybody where they can find you. If they haven't already gathered, howyouglow.com. Yeah, www.howyouglow.com. <laughs> exactly as it sounds. How you glow on Instagram. And then your personal accounts are very at T-A-R-A-S-O-W-L-A-T-Y. My first name, last name. And at Jesse Dillow. Yeah, you guys will find them because I'll tag them and they'll be tagged in the show notes and everything too. So thank you to these wonderful girls for being here. And Hudson, even Hudson's <laughs> really calm. He's chill. He, he went the cat from, was a little amped up when we got here. Yeah, he no, went from chill. attacking Jesse because he's never met a pregnant person before <laughs> to he's sleeping by Tara because he's, he's just relaxed now. He's so cute. So we'll talk to you guys mm-hmm. soon. Thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.